thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Corps Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up guys? Welcome to Unregimented number 151. My name is Chris. I'm Aaron. I am Rich. And holy shit, we got our wish last week. What was our wish? We were hoping. Uh, for uh, for things to for things to talk about. Oh yeah. Last week we, we kind of had to scrape the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. But oh, Jesus Christ! Not 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 this week. Should should we spin the wheel of misery and see where it lands? <laughs> spin away. <laughs> Anthony Weiner. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. The oh, gift, yeah, heard, the gift I, that I, keeps I, on giving. I just heard that uh, he got busted this again, and this time the chick was like 15, 16. Is that right? Well, before it was just, it was, he was uncouth that he was sending out these pictures of his dick or, you know, his underwear or whatever. Now he's got actual illegal behavior. Like they have text messages of him going back and forth with some 15 year old girl that he met online. And And he knew she was 15? Yep. The last two June Mike podcasts yeah. they go through, and, and, and Mark Fellhauer reads them all. I listen to him. <laughs> he, he tries to give himself some plausible deniability, but it's pretty evident that like that he he knows that she's underage and that she's she talks about going to school and like oh my my parents wouldn't like it if they knew I was talking to you and all this and that. But and, he was he was he very just wants measured. to get. And he, what he was saying, because he, because he cause was, like he but he was also like, let's get on Skype and grind this shit out. Like, yeah, because there's no proof. You, <laughs> let's get where there's no proof where I can be crazy and dirty. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was very, okay. very, he parsed his words a lot with the actual texts. Like, and he didn't send her pictures of like his dong. He wasn't overt, I guess. With this text, <laughs> he was as careful as he could be while soliciting yeah. a minor. Black, <laughs> <laughs> a better way to put it, yeah. Oh man, he's been listening to that uh, "Into the Night" song too much. <laughs> yeah, <He> just. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, guys. Uh, Benny, what's his name? Benny Martinez. What, oh, you, yeah. you broke up yeah. there. What was it? What was the last name? Benny Mardonis. Mardonis, that's it. And the video, up. they keep showing the same scene of him crawling in through the window, laying <laughs> yeah. out the rug for him. Dude, Rich, it's funny because earlier this year, Corolla had just a classic improv about the recording session of that song. <laughs> Talking about the first line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she's just 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so Wiener is... Under investigation, his phone records have been uh, subpoenaed. Carlos Danger. <laughs> they have his, his text messages are apparently out there. Are you more than seven inches? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever hear that? Did you ever hear that, Aaron? At are the you press more conference? than seven inches? Oh, somebody yelled that out. Is yeah. that an actual question by a reporter? <laughs> <laughs> they asked him, yep, when he was like, uh, the first time he got caught, he said, I was doing some inappropriate 
texting and some inappropriate pictures considering I'm married. And the guy's like, are you more than seven inches? That was the big question. <laughs> yes. yeah, that, was, that was a classic Drew and Mike drop near the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm how long has this been going on? Oh, man. Long like, time, how dude. is it that this guy is still... I mean, I know he's practically useless. Dude, I want to so. say like 2007. Like, or maybe 2010. I feel like he's the sacrificial lamb of the Democratic Party. Like, they just, every time something goes wrong, they just throw a wiener out there. He's, he's <laughs> your wiener. Hey, Anthony, we need you to take credit for this picture. But, you know, that's not, Aaron, that is not as far-fetched as you think. Because yeah. his soon-to-be ex-wife is a top aide in the Hillary cl- uh, campaign. Yeah. So well, I mean, it's, a, it's very tinfoil hat of you, but still. Every time Hillary gets the vapors, they need a new picture for him to put out there. Well, you notice the, the last everyone. time he showed up was right around those DNC emails where they were colluding against Bernie Sanders. Right. Uh, that came out, and then all of a sudden, hey, here's Wiener. And he's, all, <laughs> and he's all of a sudden all over the place now again. Yeah. No, you're. But I, I think uh, I think we might be onto something there. He's he's the new Gary Hart, right? <laughs> he just he he, he his Without dick is sex. fucking everything up. Just at least Gary Hart was getting laid, dude. At at this point, who knows what they're gonna pull out of his fucking closet? He I, yeah. We knew he had some skeletons. He's got a whole graveyard. He's got Arlington National Cemetery. But that's a crazy thing. Like Gary Hart is where all this shit started, and that story is so tame compared to what's going on these days. Oh, no yeah. shit. I mean, yes, he was having an affair, so what? But, it, I mean, he didn't even stick a cigar up anybody's uh, vagina. And, dude, come on. Okay, and the shit that didn't get reported back in the day, Kennedy, he's got his side bitch singing happy birthday to him while his wife's sitting next to him. Yeah. <laughs> I, always yeah. Lo- I always love Chappelle. Like, shut up, bitch. My family's here. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing, bitch? You trying to get uh, trying to get me divorced? I'm the president. I'll have you killed. <laughs> Bobby, handle my light work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Wiener says that he was the subject of a hoax. Oh, okay. Um, he was hacked. <laughs> right, yeah, he was hacked by Russians. That's what he should have said. <laughs> oh god. Dude, I mean that's a, that's that? an elaborate hoax. The shit we do for fucking sexual gratification as men is really disgusting. Well, clearly, I mean, uh, at least in these other got, scandals, someone got to come by not their own hand. That's the unfortunate thing with Wiener. <laughs> any anyone who came came by their own devices. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, if he actually, uh, you know, crossed the line there. If he broke the plane, touchdown on a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he could have bigger problems, definitely. It's good. You and Jared Fogle win a cell together. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Good God. I just, oh, God. I, guys, if you had that much power and that much ability, I mean, come on. He could go. How he is he just, not just getting laid on the regular by adults? Exactly. But, exactly. Know. You pay a hooker to keep quiet and leave if you're a politician. That's what you do. You don't go, hey, are you a random 16-year-old? You'll keep your mouth shut. Here's right. my dick. Find a 20-year-old to put yeah. on, put some pigtails in her hair and, rent a, rent, and take 500 bucks, you know, to do whatever. Rent a <laughs> max hardcore porno. Something, you know, right. just fucking. <laughs> Good. God, get a barely 18 and take care of yourself. 
<laughs> Knock it off, danger. I'm going to ruin this magazine when I get it home. <laughs> These pages, I'm standing a chance. Somebody needs to send him an eye fucker. Have you guys seen this? What the fuck is an eye fucker? It uh, sounds like a sexual gratification yeah. device. Or no, Probably an eye fuck. I just want to call it an eye fucker. I think it, wait, is it F-U-K? I think it's F-U-K. What's it, a pocket pussy with a lightning port? Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> wait a minute, so, so, wait a minute, what? I fu- I-F-U-K. Okay, but is it like a handheld, like, tablet with a flashlight attached to it? Is this basically It's a what- flashlight, and it's a, you got the virtual reality uh, goggles. Oh, wait, is this somebody's review on it? Oh, boy. It, look up the just look up I fuck I F U K so you can get a picture of the box. Now well, somebody's trying to be funny with this. You just got to see a picture of this guy with the goggles on. Maybe, Sex you know, tech fun. to the new next level. <laughs> Virtual reality. Oh no, pictures! Come on, that's cheap. Just the uh, just take a look at the box. Oh, oh okay, I found a picture. Yeah, yeah, the dude's the dude's fucking working himself with a flashlight, and he's got a VR thing strapped That's to his head. That's a pretty high tech looking flashlight too. I don't, I don't see any wires either. <laughs> it's Wi Fi cable. That's definitely. It's supposed to be interactive. Like there's. You guys got to send me this in the group. I can't find this. I, no, I can't find what up. you're looking for. Look, okay, I F U K. Google search images. It's the first hit. The well, guy, I don't see. I don't see someone fucking a robot. No, 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 I no. see what you're talking about. Nobody said the a thing ro- with the red antenna or whatever. No, 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 no. Did you type I F U K? No spaces. Yes. And you see it, images. You're being you're being blocked by their uh, Wi-Fi. Here, I sent it. Yeah. It's a guy with goggles on and uh, a naked guy laying down. Yeah, no, that that did not come up for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's First got like there's like controls on there, but I guess it's supposed to be like you pick the position or whatever the virtual chick is doing, and there's like uh, little things that like turn. I don't, you know what? There's too many moving parts for me to stick my dick in it. That's what it comes <laughs> down to. No, I'm not being blocked. I put a I put a C in it. That's why. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Like it's supposed to like change the pressure and all that to make it feel like you know if you're getting head from the virtual uh, woman, I guess, or whoever you want to. I mean, virtual. I mean, you could be a giraffe for all you care or all I care. But uh, it's supposed to change depending on you know what your experience is. But just the fact that it moves and has the ability to change pressure, I mean, that that shit could squeeze your dick off, right? I, I, I guess in theory, if it goes like all maximum overdrive on you, right? Well, I mean, I'm just talking mechanical failure, but what about sentience? What if this thing actually becomes aware? <laughs> you know, it'd be really bad if wants the thing to make locked it breakfast wants would, to cuddle. It would be really bad if the thing locked up to its smallest position. Yeah, and it still didn't. It still didn't rip your shit off. <laughs> you had to take it. You had to take it back and go. It locked up. I mean, you're like, how did this not rip your dick off? This thing stuck an eight year old butt. <laughs> how did you do this? <laughs> oh Christ! 
Uh, you know, I have Child's to say, anal I sex am, is not funny. I, I, I have to say, <laughs> Louis C.K. has he begs to differ. <laughs> um, I have to say, I'm, I'm really shocked that it's taking this long for male self-pleasuring things to get to this point, considering how far along female shit is. Like, oh yeah. I mean, Female shit is I. It's about time open, we got ourselves our own Hitachi magic wand. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like yeah. Jesus I wanna Christ. Shop, I want to shop at Sharper Image for my sex devices too. <laughs> oh, oh shit. good it lord! Is, it is weird that we saw this after we've seen like you know Samsung and PlayStation and all that shit come out with their VR shit. Usually, porn's on the forefront of this type of technology. But I think because there's a physical component involved, you actually have to buy a piece of technology and therefore keep that technology somewhere in your house that is prohibitive to this thing spreading like wildfire. Well, also, I think because tech is like, okay, when when uh, Blu-ray came out for a while, they wouldn't let porno companies use Blu-ray. They were still putting out DVDs. Yeah. And... I think maybe there's been kind of a unspoken rule of, hey, look, we know they're going to get to it, but let's not throw it to them first. Let them. Right. Well, this is probably when Sony still had control of it, and they could just they they could decide who got to release Blu-rays at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So that might be why there's a little bit of a lag behind as far as shit like this, and then the rest of you know VR and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because this is where we need Jay. Because I'm not really, I'm not really sure about the VR stuff. I know that you can get one for a PS4 here soon, or they just released it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not messing with it for Taco a $700 Bell's price away. tag. How much? Like, I think it's like $700, man. Why should it be that much? If they can All supposedly I'm not do fucking with it for that, right? If they can do this shit just by throwing your phone into a, a cardboard like box, basically that you strap to your face. How is it $700 to get a VR headset from Sony? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I was in Best Buy the other day, and they had a, uh, they had a, demo, uh, a demo booth for it yeah. that was set up. But the, lot, the line was, I mean, I was there to pick up a microwave. I wanted to be in and out, and I'm looking at the line, and it's half the length of the store. And I'm like, I'm good on that. But, I mean, it's the hot new thing, and you know how, you know how people are? Look at the iPhone. That releases every time it releases. It's a fucking mad dash to get it. Right. I was reading stories like iPhone Seven sold out. What should I do? <laughs> Wait. What do you, what do you mean? Uh, do you have a panic room? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How much time off can you get from work? <laughs> like, yeah, have you spent all your vacation? Not getting my iPhone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm calling in because I have PTSD from not getting my new iPhone. Yeah, we should just make a list of like fake things to do while waiting for your iPhone. Like, masturbate into a coma. So, oh, did uh, did you get yours, um, Chris? Fuck yeah, I got Sprint. Sprint was like, hey, it's time for an equipment upgrade. Would you like a new iPhone? I said, yes. He said, it'll be on your fucking doorstep the day it comes out. I said, okay. Yeah, because I, I listened to the last podcast, and I heard you talking about it, and I was like, I wonder if he got that shit the day it come out. Mines are for suckers. Dude, I was checking the porch every hour like a homo. Why don't you just put it in there to where they send you a text when it's been delivered? Oh, they did, but 
still sometimes, you know. <laughs> it's hard not to <laughs> keep running the window it's, like a dog. <laughs> sometimes they lag on, you know, closing out their delivery. Dude, you know? you're, si- you're sitting there. I can just picture you on the porch like bouncing up and down. Yeah, like bouncing up and down like some like kid with autism waiting for the flight. Like three houses down. Two houses down. Come on, guy, in black <laughs> turtleneck, guy in a black turtleneck and jeans. It's halfway down the block, and Chris is door. like, just tell me if there's a package. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. toss it to me as you drive by. You don't have to get out of the truck. I'll be waiting on the front lawn with a catcher's mitt. Did you play high school football? How good's your arm? <laughs> I got remember, when it, you guys must have mail-ordered something in your childhood, right? Oh God! Like, yeah, uh, you, know, you send away for. Oh yeah, sea monkeys yeah. were a big one. Six to eight weeks. They might have told you. They might as well have told you a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- that would be preposterous now if anybody told. Nobody could stay in business by telling somebody that you would have it in six to eight weeks. But that was the standard. For what? What is? Yeah, I like, mean the mail delivers pretty fast everywhere. It's just processing time. Like even now, when Amazon tells you three weeks, you're like, "Are you serious? Where is this coming from? Is it, Are you biking it from China?" If Amazon told me three weeks, I'd find where they're selling it and go buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck saving the five dollars. It's not that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get the fuck out of here. Three weeks. Oh, you better be making that shit custom. Amazon have my name on it. Weeks. I look for another seller that's getting it to me within the week. Am- Amazon is. Like ninety percent reseller anyway. If you're looking for, if you're looking at something on Amazon, chances are it is coming from a different retailer. There's, I was listening to, uh, I think it was on Planet Money, a story about a guy who he made some cat toy, some spinning rug thing that cats went nuts over, and started selling it through his website, and then other people started selling it through Amazon, just by basically posting the picture and then fulfilling the order and then ordering one from the manufacturer, the guy, you know, it was just a, it was a small business. Right. And they were jacking the price up too. Well, I mean, that's not illegal. That's not, I don't even, that's just business really when it comes right down to it. I know it seems like a dick thing to do. Like you didn't do anything. All you did was repost something and then want somebody to pay $20 extra for it. Well, if they're that dumb to not shop around, well, then there they go. They're going to get screwed. And the, the guy at the end still gets paid the same amount, right? The guy who's making the, the device. But it is kind of a... I don't know. It's, a, it's weird. I didn't realize how much people are making livings off of doing this. Like they said so they even have programs where... It'll just find opportunities basically for you. It'll find stuff that's being sold online that has pictures and UPC codes and all that shit. Grabs all that, dumps it onto your Amazon listing, and and you barely do anything except for like, yeah, okay, we'll order some of these and ship it here. Well, yeah, I <clears throat> see. I've never heard of that, and that's I'm gonna have to look into that because you know, as pretty avid gamer. I'm always looking for deals and stuff because usually a month after they release a game, the price starts dropping it. But it's usually, you know, only for a couple days at a store and you don't really hear about it. So there's a yeah. there's a firm I go to. And case in point, last year, uh, Madden had been released and a new NHL game had been released. They're both through EA. 
And like three weeks after they'd been released, Toys R Us had them on sale to where you could buy both of them for the price of one. Mm-hmm. And I walked, and it, it was it was in store only. You couldn't do it on the web. So I walked in the store, picked them both up, walked up to the counter. The guy rang them up, and he's like, hold on a sec. I need a manager to aisle so-and-so. And he's like, I, this ain't right. It's only charging them for one. I'm like, it's on sale, dude. Here, it's showed him my phone. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, I didn't even know that. That's, holy shit, this is a brand new, these two brand new games. Hey, man. Got to look for this shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I, you know, yeah, you know, reading. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but some people just have uh, not a lot of time to devote to that and too much money, and so they just think- rather spend. You know, oh, there it is for sale, and it's a seems a reasonable cost. They click purchase. Uh, eBay and is a, another. Actually, now that I think about it, I think it was the the opposite. I think I had the story confused. It, they were doing eBay listings of Amazon items and other online retailers. So they're just opening up an eBay store and just relisting things from other sites. Gotcha. Don't buy anything new through eBay, basically, is the story there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, never, I've never used eBay. I almost did one time back in the day to pull the trigger on a guitar. Yeah. It just, it just seems shady, well, though. Well, I've... Purchased one instrument through eBay, uh, a SG style uh, bass, um, but it was made by like Court or one of those, you know, Vietnamese off brand. Samic. Yeah, no, I had a Samic acoustic. It was pretty good, um, but it had. Uh, I had found out after fucking with it for a couple months of trying to get the thing to play right that it had a broken truss rod. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I, shit like that. I mean, ins- I would never buy an instrument through eBay unless a person sold, like, thousands of items and had a 99.9% rating. Well, I've seen, like, elderly put up a few items on eBay. Well, you can get and elderly I'm- people on eBay? I mean, I don't know yeah. why you would need them, but they're kind of useless. <laughs> right. What is that Scrubs bit where he goes to the old people fucking... Oh, this one's shy, and old guy's hiding behind his recliner. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, come here, boy. It's okay. <laughs> like they're pets. <laughs> exactly, adopt an old person. Um, but no, elderly instruments out of Lansing. I've seen a couple things there, and I mean, for me, it's like it's an hour trip. So why not just go to Lansing if I really want it? I've sold more things on eBay than I've purchased. I've turned over a lot of, you know. Basically, instead of selling my stuff to a guitar center and letting them make the 40% profit, I would just do my own research, list it nicely, you know. Do the things that most people don't get when they're trying to sell something, whether it's a garage sale or, from my recent experience, at a pawn shop. People bring shit into the pawn shop asking top dollar for a loan on stuff that is, like, crusted over with filth. Yeah. Like, just put some Windex to it or something. You know, make it look nice. People don't do that, though. fuck's wrong they with take, you? They take the shittiest pictures and throw them up on eBay. So it's actually pretty easy to sell something on eBay if you know how to take a decent picture. You, well, know, let's be you take honest, a picture so. of your phone with it off, with the flash reflecting in the black screen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that's great. I, I, it looks awesome. What I love is when people take pictures of like a, like a TV 
and they don't realize that the reflection is in the TV and they're sitting there in like their underwear. <laughs> yeah, those are always <laughs> classics. I'm like, do you not realize that that, no? Okay. But, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> if you sell an instrument to Guitar Center, that's one step above basically going to, I mean, it's uh, uh, some fucking pawn shop and just saying, what will you give me? And you know it's not, and we're not talking like a reputable one either. We're one right. where they're like, we'll take whatever, and we don't even need a thumbprint or your yeah. ID, that type of thing. Right. You know, because it's, if if you if you need money right then, it's the only it's the only time I'd sell anything at Guitar Center. Otherwise, wait people, the, week, the week or two and sell it yourself. Yeah, people did it out of convenience. Uh, I mean, the days now where we have not only eBay, but... Other retailers, other online stores that are dedicated to selling musical instruments like Reverb mm-hmm. or, or just, you know, a whole section in anywhere you go on Craigslist in the U.S., there's going to be a section where people selling musical instruments and gear. And dick. <laughs> lots and lots of dick. <laughs> yeah. of course, That's why I was kind of iffy about getting some used, like, People are like, oh, you need a new mattress set? Oh, go on Craigslist. Nah, no, I don't want to know what happened. No way. I, one, bed bugs. Two, I really don't want to know what's been done on that mattress if it's on Craigslist. There's very few things that I need to buy new. Socks, underwear, and mattresses are, are among that short list. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Dude, yes. It's like, I actually had a female friend tell me, we'll just go buy a used mattress. And I said, look here, would you wear another woman's panties or bra? <laughs> right. I would rather put on somebody else's underwear than purchase their mat. Sleeping on somebody's bed is fine. You know, hopefully you got clean linen. You sleep in hotels. But to actually live on that thing, basically, spend eight hours a night on it. When you, I mean, we, it, humans shed their own weight in skin cells annually. So there's... Depending on how long the person has had that, if they slept on it for six years, there's six versions of them in that mattress. <laughs> <laughs> you just purchase six clones of just dead weight floating around, not to mention all the bed bugs and everything else. Uh, all I know is that I'm glad that I bought the mattress I bought because, whew, yeah, I, I, I've heard horror stories because I didn't realize how, many, how big of a problem bed bugs is. I've never had them. Never known anyone that's had them. Apparently, they're fucking rampant. It's like herpes. Everybody has it. Has the virus well, in them. I, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think places that attract <laughs> tourists more so than here in the Midwest and are also uh, people are more tightly packed in places like New York. That's where it, it tends to really spread. Yeah, yeah so I was definitely so. always checking uh, when I was staying in, you know, some of the three-star three less hotels out there. Definitely checking the mattress for getting in. Yeah, but for how? Like you go over the jewelers loop. I mean, you you could see them. <laughs> it, I mean, if they're if they're in yeah. your sheets, you can see them. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> or else I'm not be able to all, sleep tonight. We're all so we're half an hour in, in a second. second. I said we're half an hour in. Should we start the show, or have oh, we started the show? We we oh, have. I thought you guys started. Yeah, we, we definitely have. Oh, we, hey, it's episode one fifty one. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I just figured we uh, you could do that at the end, and I'd edit it in. Oh, right on. Works for me. 
Well, you know, we had talked briefly about video games. I I have to ask, are you what? Are, do you own a latest generation console, Rich? You have uh, like a PS4, Xbox One. I have both. Oh, both! Whoa, who? Oh, and my and my out. desktop. My, I know, right? So, <laughs> Ooh! Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at this point, Rich among the three of us is probably Jay is the is the gamer. Like, I I used to love video games, but at some point, something got rewired into my brain where I view them as a time suck now. Like, I used to love just getting fucking blasted and playing video games, but now, like, I don't know. I just I'm, there's something in my brain, that, and I'm not talking shit to anyone who games, but there's something in my brain now where if I just sit there and like do nothing, mm-hmm. like that, that, that's I'm not I'm not viewing myself as accomplishing anything playing a video game. Right. Like, but I, I like that Mario style know? shit because I can get in and out. I can do a couple levels, put it down. I can race some Mario Kart. I mean, if I'm gonna fire up a Batman game that first of all takes 15 minutes to load and just get somewhere with it. Well, then I'm invested in it. Yeah, I, I, I have to spend a couple hours, and they go by before you even know it. Yeah, definitely. You can, especially since games don't, aren't like they were when we were kids, where they have definitive levels. Right. Well, a lot it just of them keeps don't. going. Yeah, like open world games, you could get lost. Just the first Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Three that come out that was open world, or uh, Vice City. Excuse me, Vice City. Yeah, that's the first I bought. I just would wander around, driving around, listening to the 80s soundtrack. Uh, I like, I'm like, I beat the, out the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I beat the, uh, the kind of main story in that game within the first week. Played it for months after just pissing off the cops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, oh, but me and my buddies used to play uh, San Andreas. It was all about to see uh, who could get the most stars and how long you could go. Oh, yeah. I see if you can get the you know the, get the helicopters and the uh, tanks and shit on your ass. I would just my wife at the time would just watch me. She found it very entertaining to just watch me piss off the cops and then evade them. See how many stars you can rack up and then get away with it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do you guys remember in San Andreas uh, the drug dealers that would stand on the corner and you could kill them and grab their shit? And- oh yeah. Yeah, it was, I, we used to make game of that. Like, how many drug dealers can we cap before fucking a whole yeah. gang would come after us? <laughs> and it's funny because that game is that game does get, it just gives no fucks about political correctness. Because in the predominantly black neighborhoods in the game, the drug dealer was black. You go to the richy bitchy neighborhoods, the drug dealer's a white guy in a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was gonna say the drug dealer was black. <laughs> no, it's it's. <laughs> It's just like segregation. It's like South Boston. They don't give a fuck. They just hey, fuck it. Well, are you gonna? Are you interested in the new 4K upgrades of the respective consoles that are that uh, are pending release? Not really, because I don't have a 4K TV. Right. <laughs> um, and on top of that, from what I'm, Jay would probably be more on the the, the techie part of this. He would. He would correct me, I'm sure, because I'm sure I'm wrong here. I don't think that the new PlayStation 4.5 or whatever they're calling it, yeah. uh, Pro, I think the it's called. Pro, yeah, the Pro. <clears throat> I don't think it's they true stuck 4K. With Neo. Yeah, no, they, they're doing, they're basically upscaling the existing games to 4K. Yeah. They're not designing for 4K. So the rendering isn't going to be as spectacular as it should be with that type of resolution. 
Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I haven't spent enough time yeah. like in stores looking at 4K TVs and all this shit. Like, I I don't know if it's that much of a difference to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm I know just that curious, if you're a techie, you see it. I've already reached my limit. Like I'm I'm interested by the technology, but you know, I just I just bought a Wii for $25 the other day <laughs> so I could play Mario games. Like, that's all I need. <laughs> I, I don't really have much, in, unless I suddenly find myself with an influx of capital that I can just throw around. Yeah, I'd go out and buy a, an Xbox or something to fuck around with, but well, there's I have, still hefty I, I, investments. I have to say, I, I bought the PlayStation 4 first, and I got it relatively cheap at the time. I got, it, I got that and three games with it for uh, uh, 250 there you go. So I was like, that's a pretty good deal. And yeah. then, like a month or two later, <clears throat> I noticed GameStop had, if you trade in your old PlayStation 3 and you trade in an Xbox 360 with an eternal hard drive, they'll knock $100 for each one mm-hmm. off, oh, of a, off of a pl- off of a Xbox One terabyte. So I went in and traded in all my PS3 shit. I had two 360s, one with an external hard drive, one with an internal, traded in the one with the internal hard drive. And the guy was like, I don't think you can trade these in at the same time. And I was, I turned into dickhead. I pulled out the paper. I was like, look at the fine print. It doesn't say I can't do it. And he's like, I'll check with my manager. Don't make the manager me call my, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll call my lawyer. <laughs> the manager come over and she's like, well, how much is he going to have to pay actually for the Fallout 4 version of the one terabyte Xbox One? He goes, with everything traded in, it's a... Four hundred dollar system. He's paying one hundred eighty bucks. Right? You're like, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, <laughs> the manager is yes. like, let me call my boyfriend to get up here and buy one of these. <laughs> Throw I was it on like, eBay. Yes, yes, I am. Now, what I th- find funny is that they did the same thing for the new PlayStation Four Point Four uh, Pro, and they yeah. said you cannot trade in both systems at the same time <laughs> against the PlayStation. Pro. This means you rich. It says in the fine print. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'd like I'd like to think I'm the one that caused that, but I'm pretty sure there was other cheap bastards who read the fine print and said, "Well, fuck it, that's their fault," you know. Well, it's in funny. Fact, we're we're in this world where people are actually reading the fine print and figuring out how to get these like great deals. You know, they're double and triple and quadrupling their coupons at the at the market and all this shit. But yet, we still won't read the fine print on a bank account or a credit card when we open up one. <laughs> And that's, no, and yeah, that's you what, have that annoying ass insurance commercial with the chick that goes, "No, it says blah blah blah." blah. To me, that commercial is like trying to validate being stupid. It's like, well, it'd be fucking, you know, it might be a lot, but you should read what you sign and know what kind of coverage you have. Right. Well, yeah, people. This whole Wells Fargo thing. Have you followed the scandal on Wells Fargo? I kind yeah. of, I kind of delight in this a little bit. They were sent. They were fined $185 million, so really nothing, for opening up fake bank accounts and credit cards in customers' names. <clears throat> and there, uh, there was a, uh, a congressional hearing on this issue as well, where the CEO had to explain to Congress, uh, what the fuck, I guess. <laughs> and Elizabeth Warren took the opportunity to rip him a new asshole. I did hear that, and all I got to say to people like that is, bitch, you're in Congress. Change it. These businesses do this shit because they can get away with it well, under they, the parameters that you have set. 
Right. Well, it is kind of up to Congress to do something about it at this point because she points out that normally these types of issues would be handled by class action lawsuits. Only in the fine print that people sign when they open up their accounts or did any kind of business with Wells Fargo, it states that you are not allowed to sue Wells Fargo. You're assigning away your right to sue Wells Fargo regardless of what happens during your transactions. And what was happening was that it sounded like branch managers, in order to hit certain sales quotas, were opening up bank accounts and credit cards in people's names to fudge the numbers. And uh, not only did this uh, cause uh, fees to be incurred on certain accounts, you know, where if somebody had, you know, a lot of money or uh, multiple accounts, they wouldn't even notice 5 or $10 here or there. But it was also reducing people's credit scores because they were having these accounts open and closed. These credit card accounts yep. were open and closed, and every time an inquiry is made, it's another point off, and it was affecting the type of credit that people were getting probably from Wells Fargo. <laughs> Like, we can't give you a loan. You have too many accounts open. Granted, five of them are, you know, ghost accounts that we created. What happened with the, nobody higher up than a, a branch manager was reprimanded for this, I guess. Which, on the surface of it, kind of sounds like, well, it is their fault. I mean, these things were perpetrated at the branch. But... But they were directed It by was a cultural thing. Well, you know, not, probably not directed, but there's ways where a company can tell you, hey, we can't tell you that, you know, you can do this or that. We can't tell you not to either. You know, one of those types of conversations. But de definitely a cultural thing. It seems like, well, uh, nobody in the, at the home office was opening up these accounts or doing any of this nefarious activity, they should still stand to be blamed for uh, in creating a culture where these things easily happen. Because it wasn't, I mean, it was over 2 million accounts. It's not like they found a couple here and there. There are a couple bad apples. This sounds like a company-wide problem. Yeah, it sounds like it was a culture that was built, which means it comes from the top. Right. Which is kind of deplorable. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with Elizabeth Warren there, but at the same time, like, you are, you are part of the solution. Like, great. Yeah, you... It's bad. Yes. It's, it's, once again, it's how I feel about half the shit that comes out of the presidential candidate's mouths. Great. I'm with you there. Now what are you going to do? Like, it's same thing. It's, you can mm -hmm. help take action. Right. This is just this is purely lip service. I mean, they had the uh, the CEO of Mylan, Heather Bresch, uh, in front of Congress for a separate issue that we talked about recently, the EpiPens, that are now, for a pair of them, uh, retail price $608. And Jesus Christ. She got... <clears throat> torn apart. She got torn apart too, and by both sides, not just Elizabeth Warren, but there were there were conservatives there, uh, in both issues, I should say. Both in the Wells Fargo, it was a, and the uh, the Mylan, I don't know, it's not really a scandal, but these were both bipartisan issues. But of course, because 
this is just an I don't think that we would be having these congressional hearings if it wasn't an election year. Because you're right, nothing's really going to be done about this. We, do, we can control uh, what types of contracts banks are allowed to present to their customers. The government can control that. They can also control how uh, companies like Mylan and other pharmaceutical companies do business in the U.S. And yet they choose to leave open these loopholes and allow them the, if, you, if you allow the ability for corruption, then it will happen. Yeah, you're leaving the loopholes. I mean, because that's how half these motherfuckers get paid. We all know this. That's how we talk about. Like, I'm, like I don't know. I just get the feeling with Elizabeth Warren. You know that whole the the methinks doth protest too much. Yeah. Like that's what I get off of her. Is they're gonna find some kind of fucking crazy thing when they finally start digging for the skeletons in her closet, where know. she's like ripping off a bunch of poor people. <laughs> Or just stashing cash, and so you know, from some like fucking, uh, you know, nonprofit shell corporation or some shit like that. Like I don't know. I don't like. I don't know if I can go down that road with you, but I, I don't know about if there's skeletons in a closet. I think it's just as bad as what's on the surface. What we see is all talk and no action. She's just. Yeah. She's just grandstanding in order to make sure that she gets reelected, that Hillary gets elected, that the Democrats are represented as, as quote unquote fighters of the, for the people. She is doing she, my new favorite Adam Carolla euphemism. She is beating off into a ceiling fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, here, another interesting thing is about this Mylan thing with the EpiPens is that uh, when Heather Bresch was called before the committee, it seemed like she was she was told to bring all this information on sales figures with her, which she didn't. Which I'm sure her company just told her, "No, you're not taking that information <laughs> oh, to Congress." Oh, oh so you forgot? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, really. I'm, I'm sure that's it. Seems like what it basically came down to. Was this put, is there a dog involved? Hey, she probably the just said, "Okay, figures. so when they ask for him, what should I do?" And they're like, "I don't know. Tell them whatever you want, but just don't show them the sales figures. Tell them anything but the truth." Right? They they did ask. She was asked if the price would continue to increase next year. She said she didn't know, and she, she was reprimanded. You know, the company was reprimanded for. They, I guess they have been, uh, oh shit, uh, lobbying, that's the word. They have been, the company has been lobbying Congress to get these laws passed saying that every government building has to have a pair of EpiPens in them in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. So there's millions and millions of dollars, probably well, it's $608 a pop, probably billions of dollars that's, you know, uh, a guaranteed sale year after year so they go to mm. they go to congress and you've got to get these laws passed so we can protect everyone and get our epipens in in every government building and yet when it comes to well wait a minute why do these cost 608 dollars well that's none of your business <laughs> well, did yeah you, did you guys hear about the that's the a group demon-esque that, shit the group that started making their own epipens Really? Well, I like, was just going to say, I mean, they have, they, it's not like anybody else has made another EpiPen, but who, who's made one? <clears throat> I mean, I'll drink a homebrew. 
but I don't know about an epi like a an epi, an EpiPen. It says like, a team a team of do-it-yourself drug makers has a cheap fix. A homemade EpiPen that costs $30 and can be assembled from generic parts. And you have to have Eric Stoltz come out in a bathrobe and stab you in the chest with it. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, you, you want to date? Uh, go on a double date? The chick with all the shit in her face? No, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, of course the experts are saying it's, it's dangerous. And Well, I mean, you know, you, the libertarian side of you gentlemen should love this. Unregulated. And, you know, of course, ooh, that's a big, scary word. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure if these people are making them out of necessity, they're not going to purposely make them to fuck themselves up. They're, it sounds like they're just making them for people who really need them and can't afford it. And Still, to me, that's like the equivalent of, like, hey, man, I made this aspirin in my bathtub. Like, eh, I'm good. How many of us have went to a fucking rave or, yeah. or, or just, okay, whatever, <laughs> and stuck some shit that was probably made in a bathtub in our body? Let's be wait, honest here. Wait a minute. Now all of a this, sudden we get picky. This pill with the happy face stamped on it. What's really inside here? I don't see. Is there, where's the, the bottle it came in? Is there an ingredients list or active ingredients or something I can look at? <laughs> you probably got a dealer. It's so dumb. He's like, so you want a jar? Oh, that's going to cost you a lot. I'll give you a price break, though. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> Has this been tested in a lab? Well, don't you remember Rave Safe used to set up little booths where they'd test oh, your yeah. shit? That's right. I've never I've never seen one or done that, but I've heard I, of it. Uh I went to a uh party at the at the firehouse one time and uh, we we had to go through a couple fences that have been cut open, so we're going to I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's probably in a very illegal party. Yeah. But uh uh yeah, there was a booth set up and it doesn't it, happen. There, no, no, of course not. No, never. Not in the nineties. That never happened. Every party I went to, they had a permit. <laughs> the, the, the community had been notified. Remember, inspects Craig talking about them. fucking. It was it checkpoint parties or whatever, where you have to go from one place to the next to get the info to go to the next place to get the, in, the directions to go to the fucking party. I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, that is just way too much extracurricular shit. I'm in Generation Seriously. X. I am lazy, all right? That is too much work. Uh, I don't know, man. It was fun shit. I have to say, it's like a scavenger hunt and a drug-fueled binge all in one. <laughs> Are you trying to say the movie Go is a little bit more realistic than we thought? <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. That was certainly the most apt description of a rave that I've ever seen on the screen. Yeah, that, that movie is seriously underrated. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. it's... I mean, I'm sure it has cult, cult classic status, but I'm surprised it's not a better known amongst people. Right. What else is going on? We talked about Anthony Weiner. Oh, they have Yahoo hack. That's kind yeah. of that's interesting because, well, I've had a Yahoo account forever, and I have—I don't think I've touched it in the last two years. But that doesn't mean uh-huh. that my password that I use for other accounts might not be attached to it. And that's my main email. Okay. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what's interesting about that. Apparently, somebody hacked it, hacked the database, and got 500 million accounts, like all the information, passwords, and, and whatnot. But this hack actually happened back in 2014 and was only was recently state, discovered. A state-sponsored actor, according to the email I got today, yeah. which means... Was it China, Korea? Yeah, they're say, yeah, basically 
another country has hacked them. I mean, so, state sponsored. How do you, how the fuck do you know if it's state sponsored? That's like the recent terrorist attacks. I mean, I understand. Yes, they are terrorist attacks, and that yes, the guy did. Uh, his beliefs seem to align with ISIS and other extremist groups, but nobody gave that guy the order to make a pressure cooker. He was just a wacko. You can't to say that this hack was state sponsored is is reaching just as much as say that that the whoever this uh, the guy who blew up the uh, the bomb in New York is a member of ISIS. No, he's just a crazy who needs something to attach himself to. Yeah, but it's, but still, that's, I mean, that stuff in New York, I don't, uh, no, it happened over the weekend, we didn't talk about it, I mean, that's, yeah. you know my, you know my theory, guys. Which, this, which this, theory? This, this is what, yeah, I know, right? This is one step <laughs> closer to President Trump, because it was on our soil. Yeah. I mean, you get something, you get, you got one more thing on our soil with a big body count, I mean, we're, we're less than 50 days from the election, guys. Mm-hmm. One more thing on our soil with a, with a, with a, with a significant body count, before the election, that's it. It's game over. Well, let's dude. talk about it's Trump. It's a orange face in the White House for the next four years. Let's wrap up Yahoo before we move on to Trump because yeah. I, it was interesting to me that not only this ha- this hack happened two years ago and is only now being discovered, but the the man who, uh, his name is Alex Stamos, he led the security team at the time he worked for Yahoo in 2014, has now since gone on to work for Facebook. Uh, I would assume in a similar, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, how shitty was his day? Well, first of all, you've got whoever the CEO is of Yahoo facing this news in the middle of trying to sell themselves to Verizon, yeah. which I found puzzling until I realized that Yahoo has a forty-two billion dollars stake in Alibaba. So I think that's ah. that's what really uh, Verizon's after, not the email China? addresses. China's Amazon. Yes, where everybody outside the U.S. buys shit online. So it, was, it had to have been a shitty day for her. You know, she's trying to, to get this huge deal, this billion-dollar deal to slide through easily and this huge security breach in the middle of it. On top of Alex Stamos, who now works for Facebook, finding out that, hey, you know, you're, you're now employed as a security uh, chief at Facebook, but the company that you worked for two years ago turns out during your tenure, uh, had the largest, this is the largest breach of private email accounts in the history. Well, yeah, you said, what, 500 million? 500 million. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Remember when PlayStation, the PlayStation Network got hacked, like in 2011, and people were flipping out, and that yeah. was, that was what, five, six million? Right. I mean, this is... nothing. Yeah, that's a drop in the bucket compared to this. And, I mean, how many fucking people have done what you've done and, and back in the 90s opened a Yahoo email account? And it just sits and haven't, there. Yeah, haven't touched it, and right. there's just, you know. And then use the same password to open up other, like, Gmail accounts and other accounts. Exactly. I, I got a Hotmail account still floating around there somewhere. <laughs> I think I do, too. <laughs> Only mine's H-O-T-M-A-L-E. <laughs> it's the wrong site <laughs> boy they sure do send a lot of dick pics in their advertising that's around right, here that's right my eye fucker <laughs> <laughs> so, so Trump said a lot of very interesting things this last week I thought we as, could, as usual 
I thought we could go over some of them. Uh, well, he, he finally put a bow on the birther uh, conversation, saying that he has to finally admit that Obama was born in the USA. <laughs> we but, know, Donald. Right. <laughs> We're glad is, you know now. This yeah. is news that we already knew, but he, Donald's making it official now. It's like when Clay Aiken came out as gay. Same right. reaction. Yeah, yeah, we knew. Like, <laughs> Thanks like for did, that. did he have to put his own Trump stamp on Obama's birth certificate? Like, I, fi- I finally out there. I'm a notary. You know, people don't know this about me, but I'm the, I'm the best notary on the planet. Because he's got to, because he's got to get it together. The closer he gets to election day, I think, I think that's something he probably. He's got to tie up all the loose ends of all the random shit that he said over the last however many years. I pretty much. I think he just he should abstain from saying Obama until the election. He's like, listen, my mouth has said enough shit. Let's wrap this one up, and you can continue on the other crazy shit I've said. Regardless of what he's saying about Obama, all people are hearing is, oh yeah, Obama. That's right. We have a currently sane president, and we're looking at two possibly insane presidents. You just. It doesn't look good on, on, on Trump to be compared to Obama. Keep comparing yourself to Hillary. That's your strength. Yes. So, oh, he also blamed Obama and Hillary. Again, stop saying Obama. Just concentrate on Hillary. He said that both Obama and Hillary are responsible for ISIS, that their, their lack of action. I mean, these are two of the most violent Democrats that this nation's seen in a long time. Obama and I mean, Hillary. You know, toss in a dash of uh, G-Dub and Rumsfeld, and I'll agree with that statement. Sure, I'll go for a collaborative effort, but to just call out the, you know, I mean, the man who uh, launched the most drone attacks in the history of the U.S., and probably the most hawkish Democrat out there at the moment, Hillary Clinton. I don't know if he necessarily wants to go after them for uh, being soft on terrorism. But when you know you have, thankfully, small but still terrorist incidents happening on our own soil, that's political fuel for either side, really, but really for uh, anyone running against the establishment. Well, <clears throat> I find it interesting that I've I've heard a few comments from people about about the recent, I guess, attacks. Even though no one was killed in New York, and that's they're well, no one was killed, you know. And and are we sure that he's are we sure that he was he's a Muslim radical? I mean, you know. And I'm like, well, he's okay, Muslim, so- and he's definitely radical because normal people don't plant bombs. So yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, and I mean, it kind of goes into my whole thinking of, I understand that we don't want to piss off entire groups of people, but let's be honest, if there was a subsect of Christianity actively trying to and and actually being able to bomb abortion clinics or something, we would call them radical Christians in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, you know, just call it what it is. But... I, I, the the conspiracy side of me, I'm just like, I, I'm kind of with Chris on this. I'm like, really? It's kind of convenient. A, an attack where no one's killed and it paints 
you know, oh, look, we're going to, you know, I'm going to step in and we're going to be hard on terror and we're going to crack down. I don't know. All this, all this, all this shit, I'm not even convinced anymore that this is about, about religion with these with the people like this. I, these people are just fucking insane. They're nutty. Yeah. yeah. It's not, the whole idea of that we, we don't seem to be able to address the, this terrorism, to call it out for what it really is, is based on the idea that a lot of liberals seem to not understand that Muslim people are not a race. Thank you. Thank you. It's not racist to say, hey, there's a section of these Muslims that are causing violence. It's not the same as saying, hey, there's a section of these black people that are causing violence. Both of them are true. One could be conceived as racist. I don't think it is, but you could say that it, uh, it could be construed as racist when it's really just a fact. There's... Well, there's a certain portion of any group of people that is causing violence somewhere in the world. Yeah, it's no different than saying, hey, look, you know, this, the Aryan Brotherhood's a subsect of white people that, right. you know, yeah. burn people alive in prison. It's a fact. It's, it's not saying all white folks do that. I well, mean... Well, did you hear this one? This wasn't from Trump's mouth, but it, it sounds like maybe he had his hand up the woman's butt. Uh, his... A chairperson, oh, his chairperson in Ohio, <laughs> did you, who said, who recently blamed <clears throat> blamed Obama for racism. There was no racism until Obama said, came. Yeah, I don't think there was racism until Obama. We never had problems. There was none. Yeah, that, that civil war, the Freedom Riders. <laughs> that was all just fun. That was just people that were bored and didn't have cable. I can understand. <laughs> This, this only if you're under eight years old could you get away with saying that, or maybe ten. You know, you don't remember the first couple years. Sure, you don't remember because you don't know anything before Obama. But we're all adults. We all remember what the world was like before Obama became president. Like we all thought that racism was going to be cured, and we're surprised when it wasn't. But we certainly didn't say, "Hey." Where was all this racist talk before? If anything, it's been ratcheted up since he took office. Well, I I heard a lot of people say, oh, well, it, and there was this whole narrative for a while of we're in a post-racial America because we elected Obama. I didn't expect race relations to get better. I mean, really? <laughs> Look at Jackie Robinson. Yeah, granted, it's, it's baseball. It's not, you know. Right. It's important to the world, but... Right, because the integration of schools they, went so smoothly. Exactly. The, anytime, the, the, first yeah. person, the first person through that wall is going to receive so much fucking hate. Yeah. And that's just the nature of people, man. And then eventually, all the people that are pissy, they either get you know old and die off, or they amend their way of thinking, or they just accept it and say, well, fuck it, there's nothing I can do about it. But I... I thought it would get worse, but I didn't think it would get as bad as it is now. I mean, this is like now. I think it's we're, we. What's the media, you know, man? That's, we as we as three white people right now sitting around talking about race. Um, like there is the there media be, oh, and sorry, social media is is what the, it's it's Aaron. I don't know if we talked about it or not. 
but it's it's ex- it's the it's it's a white kid and a black kid fighting on a playground, and the media standing around shouting, "Fight! Fight! Fight!" Right, yeah, you know, I'm sure you can add in your own expletives as to what would have been said. I had a rhyming phrase school. as a kid, yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> well, but that's I mean, what it seems like. Well, I mean, think about it. We as as three white, you know, middle aged white guys sitting around talking about race. There are groups of people that would say that we have no right to do that. And it's like we have no right. What are you talking about? We're not allowed to say things that we're observing. And, and I'm sorry, but I've been on this planet for 40 years. I've seen a lot change in 40 years. And yes, it's important to to get the perspective of people who, you know, aren't exactly the race that we're talking about. I mean, if you're talking about black people, oh well, you're white. You you can't comment on that. I, mean, I can't comment on that. Yeah, I can. But, I'm not saying that I mean, we are, but we have the right to be wrong and racist. Well, I, that's the thing. I mean, it's 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 a matter of okay. Do you want your racism hidden, or do you want? Would you rather know someone's a fucking asshole racist so you know where you stand with them? I rather have some. I rather have someone that just comes out and comes direct with it. Right. I know where I stand. I, I mean, it's, I looked at it as more as let's get it. Let's get a black president in there so we can really hear everyone's true thoughts on the on this issue. And maybe then we can move on once we've come to some uh, harsh realities that there are a lot of people that are just blatantly racist and and don't think that, you know, uh, a a black person is even intelligent enough to be president. Exactly. I mean, it's you don't hear it anymore. But in our lifetime, at one point, there was a there was a debate, an open debate. It was it was not even hidden or kept secret, or no one was ashamed to say it, that in football they, you couldn't have a black quarterback because he's not as intelligent enough to run the right, offense. Right, yeah. Black, black men were good at just raw power. If you wanted a runner, then you get the black guy, but you know, a quarterback has to use his brain, and that's where black people just can't stand up to white people. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's in our lifetime. That's in the last 40 right. years. And I think that that's part of the problem is a, is a lot of younger people, they just, uh, nowadays, I don't know, once again, get off my lawn because that's what I'm going to sound like, but nowadays, I don't know if it's because of social media and shorter attention spans and a shorter news cycle, they don't have a grasp on history as well as we did. Growing up, I mean, I heard from my, my family about World War II and Vietnam and the shit that went on there and understood that. You know, war is not something that we we should go into lightly. Yeah. You know, the first Iraq war, my father was like, if this turns into a shitstorm and you turn 18 and they reinstate the draft, I'll drive you to Canada myself. And that's a guy who fucking, you know, Purple Heart decorated veteran buried in a veteran cemetery. And that's what he's saying. He's like, I'm not I'm not burying my kid over some bullshit war. Like, we're so disconnected from from things like the war in Iraq might as well just be. In Af- Afghanistan, it might as well have been happening to another country to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we can cherry pick what we want to fucking concentrate on. And as a result, we now have, you know, for better or for worse, like I was saying, well, you can't, you can't comment on that because you're three straight white males. What do you know about the struggle? You, you've had privilege all your life. Well, yeah, and I recognize that, but at the same time, how are you gonna? How are you gonna say that we can't speak up 
I'm not speaking for anyone but myself. I'm not speaking on behalf of people. Aren't you, aren't you speaking on behalf of the whole group of people by saying, I can't speak on the subject? I, I mean, I'm not even talking about black people saying this. It's usually you know young, liberal, white kids, middle-class kids. You know how my, I, my test with everything to see if it's ist, whether it's racist, ageist, sexist, is flip it around. If it sounds just as fucked up coming out the other way, then it is racist or sexist or ageist or whatever, no matter what you think, if you're trying to be so self-righteous. So if you flip the same shit around that you're saying to me, and it sounds just as fucked up, you are also racist. So shut the fuck up. Well, I also, I also think a lot of Obama supporters who were black, who were, excuse me, who are black, <laughs> They've been who, did, <laughs> who did support him and are now kind of like on the fence about him. I think a lot of uh, a lot of ideas they had about how shit was going to work. Oh, we got one of ours in there. No, no, you've learned the lesson white people have known for a long time. Just because you share the same skin tone, don't mean that they're out there fighting for you. Uh, um, no. In the end, it, they're still gonna. They still are. are let's be honest. You got to be a, a special kind of power hungry narcissist to want to be a fucking president of a country. Period. Especially president of america well trump so, trump has like single digit uh numbers with black communities right now and understanding that that's a problem you know, it's better than the zero he had like a month ago right. <laughs> so so understanding that this that's a uh somebody that he should be appealing to and uh you know a voting block that what he's, pa- he's packing his smokes oh oh sorry my bad <laughs> i thought i, wasn't I thought sure i hit what, me- I thought I hit mute on the mic. My bad. Sorry. I wasn't sure if you were clapping for me or. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Aaron. You go, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Trump is uh, he, he takes the he takes the opportunity to address a group of black voters and proposes to the, to them uh, a, his policy of stop and frisk that he wants to implement nationwide if he becomes president. How could you be so tone deaf and still run for president to well, try and get to try and get black voters on your side for stop and frisk? Didn't he say in the last like couple days that black people have it worse now in America than they've ever had it? Oh, did he? I didn't read that one. He did. Yeah, I saw that while I was eating breakfast the other day. And yeah. I'm like, how out of touch? See that. Is I mean, true privilege. Everyone he can is, point to individuals that are like, you know, this person's not doing so well. That, but I, I, there's no group in the U.S. that is currently worse off now than they were 20 years ago. Exactly. I mean, but to say that the rising ever, tide lifts all boats. <laughs> to say that it's the worst they've had it ever. Once again, it, little thing called slavery. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I. I yeah. To be, as as you said, black people from 200 years ago that would wildly disagree with you, Donald. Exactly. Like you said, he's so tone deaf. And it's to me, it's on years ago. It's on par with remember when uh, Bush won, (laughs) went to the grocery store when he was campaigning and he was like, what's this? And he he didn't know how much a gallon of milk cost. It's like you are so out of touch with reality. I know that we all have have said at one point, and I'm not sure if we all still feel this way, that we don't want to vote for 
Hillary or no. Donald. Um, but let's be honest. It's going to be one of those two that get elected. Yeah, I understand and, that. And, and that's what's wrong with the system. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I'm, I'm totally in lockstep with you on that one. It's, but, I mean, I, I had a conversation recently, and I was asked by the person, they said, do you really think there's going to be that much of a difference between Trump and Hillary? I mean, isn't most of the isn't most of the shit that people are riled up about just window dressing? In the end, they're going to do what the, it, what every president does, yeah. which is try to collect power and wealth. And I mean, the, you know, oh well, I'm going to build a wall, and Mexico is going to pay for it. Do you, do, really? We that, that's really going to happen? I mean, right. you know, I'm going to same sex bathrooms or opposite, you know, whatever. It, it's it's all distractions from the fact that we're we basically have okay the puppet on the left and the puppet on the right, but they're controlled by the same person. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and vote. Hey, by the way, I found out the other day. I did not know this. Mexico is building a wall on their southern border. I'm not fucking making that shit up. No, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> like really, like it's that kind of blew my mind. Like, hmm. So, okay for Mexico, but bring it up here and we're fucking... Wait a minute. Xenophobic assholes. But they don't have a southern border. I mean, it's... You have the ocean and the canal and the gulf. No, don't they... they, No, they they touch some Central America. I want to say Panama's to the south. I thought the Panama Canal was... Not only are they... Okay. Not only are they building it... Not only are they building it, but uh, we're giving $75 million to them to build it. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep, against the, on the southern, secure, to secure the southern borders. Right, I'm, I'm bad at uh, geography, I admit. I'm, I'm looking at a map now so I can see what Mexico looks like. Oh, damn it. Show me the damn map. Oh, well, you know what Snopes is saying is mostly false. But, but, but mostly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah, you've got uh, Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, all in that little piece of poop trailing from Mexico's butt. I mean, isn't, <laughs> I isn't, the, isn't the point that no matter how much and how big... And how thick of a wall you build, people are still going to find a way to come into this country if they really want to. It's just—it's essentially putting a band-aid on a fucking broken arm. Go ahead. I mean, both China and Germany have shown us that walls work. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, once again, it's—it's it's window dressing. It's you know, hey, look, uh, we're putting makeup on this pig, isn't it? Isn't it better? No, it's still a pig. I mean, it, I, I just. I guess I'm coming to, to grips with the ter- with the reality that it's going to be one of these two people, and I think for the most part, just like when Obama was elected and my friends on the right said it's the end of the world, and when Bush was elected, my friends on the left said it's the end of the world, the world's still spinning. I mean, shit's going to pretty much go on as it is. I mean, the housing crisis, was that Bush's or Obama's fault? Yes. <laughs> Both. Okay. Correct. Well, not so not, I, not directly them, but yeah, I mean, all sides have blame. But what I'm saying is, one didn't stop it, and the other didn't do it. 
it, it right. didn't matter. Democrat or Republican, it didn't matter what number, or excuse me, what letters by their name. It didn't stop it. It didn't help it. It was going to happen, period. And it was allowed to happen, and it was more than just one person to blame. And it, it, I mean, I don't know. It, all this, it's just, I think really what's scaring me is that if Trump gets in, is he really the guy that, that no one can tell anything? Or is he going to be smart enough to hand over the reins to an actual politician? And he's just going to be a figurehead. And at that point, you got to ask, okay, what politician or politicians is he going to hand the power over to and just be the, the talking head for him? Well, yeah, not only is he not going to be doing this himself, I mean, already in putting his, uh, his cabinet together, he's outsourced that job of putting his cabinet together to his own son. So he's not even hand-selecting the people that he wants to serve if he, if he gets elected president. His son's doing that. So he'll be twice removed from the action. Exactly. And the people I hear, because surprisingly, when Bernie, when Bernie basically threw in the towel, I mean... When the towel was thrown in for Bernie before people, the Bernie supporters actually admitted the towel had been thrown in. Right. The people, Which was the people, months before Bernie knew. <laughs> the the yeah, DNC exactly. was like, no, you're done for. <laughs> we already know um, that. The, 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 the people who grounded in reality like, who supported Bernie, Bernie you're was throwing like, the race in, in July. <laughs> they were like, you know. Yeah, well, in yeah, the I fifth, guess, your ass goes down. Yeah, down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bernie, that's pride fucking with you. you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, he fucking, he was such a goddamn disappointment in the end, at least well, in my eyes. His supporters, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't the issues candidate that I thought he was. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he just rolled right over. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was like, I just wonder how big the check was from the DNC for him to not go to the convention and be like, this is some bullshit. They didn't need to pay him off. They just blackmailed him. I mean, once again, we've had the discussion before, but it it boils down to uh, apparently everybody has a price. I mean, because the biggest scandal they could pin on him near the end was he bought a vacation. He's rich. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He bought a six hundred thousand dollar vacation house. Bernie is what's really? wrong with this system in the first place? I mean, he can't stand up for his ideals, even if they differ from his party, and still get reelected for any position. Much less forget about being president. The whole reason that he rolled over in the first place is so that he could continue to serve. And you, as a career politician, you could probably forgive him that. You know, it's either you play ball with us now and help us get Hillary elected, or you won't ever see a seat in your lifetime again. So, yeah, so he was he was blackmailed it, into guys pushing eighty. Be all right, right, <laughs> like, right. I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I would have gone out screaming. Wouldn't be the end of the world. Like, you're 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 probably in your last decade, anyways. Let's be honest. Like, well, right? there um, among his hardcore supporters. There is a, basically, movement. They're saying, okay, he didn't succeed, but not everybody that tries to be the first person to do something is going to succeed. Now let's concentrate on getting congressmen out, and let's try to change the, change the country to the way we want it that way. We're not right. going to get pr- the president, so we're going to go for the Congress. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's a valid way to look at it, because ultimately... 
It's not like the president can just, he's not the king. He can't just stand up and go, this is the way shit's going to be because I said so and it starts right now. Right. I mean, the only thing that Bernie was successful at was showing others that there was a group of people that thought the same way. Exactly. And I mean, honestly, I think that's because Barack, you know, Mr. Obama, in 2004, when he spoke at the, the DNC, people were like, oh, boy, he might be a problem in 2016 for the, for the Republicans. No one predicted four years later he was going to basically right. bitch slap Hillary and tell her to go sit down. And, and so I think that emboldened Bernie. I mean, I really kind of wish it, it had been flipped. I wish it had been Bernie in 2004 and Barack now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we, the, the world might not be perfect because it'll never be perfect, but it, it, I think we'd be a little bit better off and we probably wouldn't be looking at the possibility of President Trump at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, wish in one hand, shit in That's the right. other, see which one fills up first. Trump is all your fault, Democrats. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and <laughs> Republicans. It, but, I mean, on a smaller scale here in Michigan, didn't it happen with governor? I mean, I don't at, know. You know, Trump. Our governor. I'm a I'm a businessman. I'm a nerd. I'm an outsider. Trump That's how is, he got elected. Trump is twice. <laughs> twice. You think he wouldn't have got reelected with the with that whole right to work shit? No, he got he fucking. That's uh, yep. To me, yeah, uh, Trump is like the housing crisis. There's blame to go around everywhere. The I mean, in the housing crisis, you had. Uh, corporations out of control, banks out of control, governments not uh, putting regulations on them, and people just being stupid and not looking at what they're signing or figuring out the math on anything, right? So there's blame to go around for everyone there. The same way as we see uh, ourselves facing the the 50-50 chance now that Trump is going to be president. There's blame to go around everywhere on the Republican side, on the Democratic side, and on the side of the citizens themselves. For putting up with this shit. Well, Trump, Trump to me is a true reactionary candidate. It's 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 classic far right reactionary bullshit. It's well, they got a black guy in there for eight years. We're going to put whoever the fuck we right. want who this is says whatever the fuck he wants. The in balancing there. of the scales in their mind. Yeah, I mean that's because it's it, to me it's a pushback against you know. Obama, and let's be honest, is Obama really that liberal? No, I mean, I know that no. people on the right like to paint him as like, uh, you know, basically, Mar- you know, he's he's Marx, but he's not. Right, I he's mean, far from it. I guess it depends on what your core, uh, what your core stance as a liberal might be. If it's for, um, well, smaller military, no, certainly not. Uh, if it's for not have for lessening the powers of the government surely not um you know he's in some of the some of the things that obama has gotten flack over and i understand why he wants to choose routes like uh uh i wanted to say a presidential decree that's not the right term what's what's the term for, that they have for you know, if the president oh, an executive order, an executive order. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it, I think he's gotten rightful criticism for use of the executive order. I understand that it's 
in response to a Congress that has completely blocked him from getting anything passed through. But it's, funny, it's though, just it's- more power that the president is collecting in this country where, I mean, I know we, I know we still look at the president as a figurehead, but in the birth of this country, it used to be much closer to the truth of actually just being a figurehead with no direct decision-making power. And it's been a process over these 200-plus years of each successive president accumulating more power. So I think an argument could be made that President Barack Obama is the most powerful president that we've ever had, and Trump will probably go on to even Trump him if elected, or, or Hillary. Either one, whoever goes into office next, is going to accumulate even more power and find more of their own loopholes and workarounds for the system, all for the better good. Which is why, why I hated Bush so much, because everything that he did, you know, this is for the greater good. If people don't understand what's good for you, we need war. Oh, and history was going to look back kindly upon right. everything he did. Yeah. yeah, you don't understand it now because your simple minds can't comprehend it. And I'm looking at Bush going, W, you're the most simple motherfucker I've ever seen in that office in my lifetime. So if you can, if, if you can understand it, I can understand it. Explain it to me. Uh, Rummy? Uh, what, explain it to him. Uh, get that black bitch who's always standing next to me. Explain it to him. You know. <laughs> I I don't know. I I'm really honestly like I I was gonna say a lot of hardcore Bernie supporters that were realistic and realized that he was done back in February. I've heard say they're gonna vote for Trump, and I'm like, why? Do you understand that there? This is polar opposites because right. he's an outsider. Why are you he's mad, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, if you want to vote in it, if you need open heart surgery, you don't go to a dentist because he's an outsider. He's not, you know. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. I no, I don't need a root canal. I need you to crack my chest open and give me fucking surgery and keep me alive. I had two doctors tell me that I had cancer, and then I went to this Asian guy who mixed me up the stew that I ate, and he said I was fine. Finally, somebody figured out the truth. Well, you know, I, I got, I got a second and a third opinion from you know oncologists. But this veterinarian I went and saw said I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> right. I, and no tits or fleas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even have a heartworm. I'm going to go with what he said. But I just wish he'd get this cone of shame off me. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, boy. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of resigning myself. I'm, I'm doing what I was taught to do from my more pessimistic family members growing up. Hope for the best and prepare for the worst. That's and practical. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I lived in Florida, and there was two types of people when they said a hurricane was going to come inland. There was people that said, oh, fuck it. My home, my homeowners is paid up, and there were people that boarded up and, and got you know got prepared right. and did the best they could. So I come from the board there, up and prepare school of thought. There was two types of people, people who immediately started looking for a hotel room to stay in and others who wanted to find an open liquor store where they could still get a dirty 30 before the hurricane hit. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? You know what I realized? It's so true. When we had that big power outage in 2003 because yeah. 
I knew so many people that were like, oh, the power's out? We better load up at the liquor store. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Sweet, man. We got fucking hammered, dude. See? Wait, that that we was in, to, like, 2002. We were supposed to have a show that night. Or 2000. That was earlier than that. I know it wasn't in 03, because that was the year my son was born. And I was still a bachelor at that time. The one where the whole East Coast went out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had... Uh, I had a bunch of people over my place, and we had a, a nice bonfire that weekend. It yeah, that actually, happened in 2003? That, no, it was in 2003. I'm sitting here looking at the dates, man. Yeah, it was, man. It was 2003. <laughs> I swear to you, Rich is... I'm with you there, man. Yeah. It said uh, it happened... Yeah, well, I mean, obviously it started in... Oh, excuse me. Yeah, well, well, wait a minute. Did they ever figure out what started it? Was it New York or Ohio? I remember they blamed Ohio for a while, and I'm like, well, that's just what we do in Michigan. We just blame Ohio for everything anyway, so we're used to that. Um, hold on a sec. Yeah, August 13th, or August 14th, 2003. Because August that was supposed to be our first big show, like, at the Emerald Theater, <laughs> and we were like, fuck. Well, whoops. whoops. Wow. <laughs> Show's not happening tonight. You know, because I had this image of, I had this this memory, not an image, I have this whole memory of what happened during that power outage and realized that I'm confusing it with a different power outage that was not nearly as massive years earlier. You know, maybe you you slipped in from the alternate dimension that it did happen in 2002. No, this would have had to have been earlier. I'm thinking like, it would have had to have been like 2001. So it must have been a more regional power outage that we had. But no, yeah, you're right. It was, I, the, the one thing I took from that is that we were right, I was living in Wixom, and if we drove 30 minutes west, they had power. Yeah. And so we didn't realize that at first, so we hit the mire in Wixom. And it was fucking surreal walking down the aisles, and it's like they got the generator lights on, so it's really dark, and you've never really been in a mire like that unless you work there. Yeah. And you, like, the, the, the shelves were bare and shit, and I'm, like, looking around going, this can turn into some Mad Max shit. Well, that's, that's, I was going to say, that's the thought I had, too. I was like, oh, fucking shit. Like, this goes on a week. We're going to get close to Mad Max. You know, people can't get gas, food. People can start... Yeah. Bartering their fifteen-year-old daughters. I started thinking some Lord of the Flies shit, and yeah. I'm a fat guy, so I wasn't going to fare well. I, I was going to play the role of piggy, and no, thank you. <laughs> well, I remember Sorry. the good time that I had during. It must have been around 2001, I think. There was a huge power outage, and at the time I was living out in Hazel Park. I had a house and a uh, piece of shit. the The house that was actually uh, condemned while I, I while I was living in it. Oh, I think you told us a story about this. One. Yeah, about the about the landlord that uh, popped up in the paper uh, years later for going to jail for putting out a hit on one of his tenants. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that was that house, and in this house, it was at a time where you know I'm a bachelor. I had a nine to five job. When I got off on Friday, my friends would just show up at the house. I wouldn't even have to call anyone, and whether we were going out or not there was to be a lot of drinking going on in that house for the weekend. And it, having power out, no power for the, the weekend really didn't change our schedule all that much, <clears throat> only that we couldn't play records. <laughs> that was 
That was the only thing. We could still drink lots of beer and barbecue, and that's what we did. Only, well, this is before s- smartphones, too, though. Can yeah. you imagine? People would be stabbing each other in the streets now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we had, we had a nice uh, cookout outside in the backyard, but because it was so dark out, our, our fire stood out uh, more so than it would usually, and the cops had to come by and tell Well, first they told us to put it out. And I, uh, you know, explained to them that, you know, we're just hanging out and we, you know, we've got to eat. We've got to get rid of all this food that's going bad in the fridge. And so I'm making food for everyone. We're having a cookout. It's not, you know, granted it was like midnight or after. And the cops were, were cool. They acquiesced and said, okay, you know what, as long as you guys... Keep it reasonable. Don't keep and don't get out of control with it. We'll let you have your fire because it wasn't. We were just doing. We didn't have a barbecue actually at the time. Actually, it broke, and we used one of those uh, half domes, uh, the grills from it, to throw over some bricks in the yard and made a fire on that shit. So it was totally <laughs> illegal. <clears throat> but they were the cops were cool about it because I was cool with them. Only when the cops got in their car and started driving down the road. Uh, one of my friends took the lighter fluid and doused the flame and this big fireball shot up and they immediately spun back around and told us to put it the fuck out. Well, yeah, because your friend's a fucking idiot. <laughs> right. You ruined... I, I, you know... There's always one. There's always one fucking asshole. Right. And I was so proud of myself the way I handled the cops. On acid, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also my birthday... Yeah, well, it had to have been the, 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 uh, in the, during the summertime. It was my birthday weekend. I had a hit of acid on my tongue that I had to spit out. Before, like, I was walking up to the cops. They were at my fence, and I was, you know, about 20 feet from them and realized that I had a hit sitting on my tongue, and I had to spit it out real quick before I continued my conversation with them. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so so what what else is going of, on? Yeah, let's. Well, not, I was going to say we've avoided the elephant in the room. What's the elephant? Is, Charlotte. Char- oh, Tulsa. well, what's going on down there? What, I mean, that, that drug fueled raid rampage that's going on, according to Trump. He said uh, that drugs are to blame. He didn't expand on it, but he said that that violence that's going down in, in Charlotte. The drugs are to blame for that behavior. What the fuck planet does this guy live on? I Seriously. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, my It's gr- just retards being retards down there. Because I don't get it. Because it's, it, it's... I mean, I guess we talked about it. It's When you're blue, it doesn't matter. But it's, it's black on black. It's the same shit as Milwaukee. Well, I mean... Well, I mean, it's frustrated people out of options, or or so they feel. I, I saw a picture someone posted I thought was pretty apt about it. It said, uh, uh, white people nowadays, if uh, a protest turns violent, it nullifies the protest. And it had a picture of Charlotte. And then underneath it had a picture, uh, uh, an illustration of the Boston Tea Party. And it said white people back then. And I'm like, well... 
Uh, it's a valid point. I mean, it's once again we've talked about it before. What causes a riot is people are so fucking frustrated. They, it's like punching a wall when you're so pissed. You know you're gonna have to fix the fucking wall. It's your own wall, but you're right. so pissed off. You just, well, I've done you it. Snap, you snap, and then I mean the mob mentality kicks in. I've been, I've man, I've been to fucking some shows where mob mentalities kicked in, and I was like, this is this could go either way real quick. I've seen kids. Uh, riot over a rave being closed down exactly they had to exactly. call it they were they had cops out there with the fucking face masks and the nightsticks and all that shit ready to beat some fucking ass before those kids finally got got the fuck out of there and you know these are ravers drugged up mostly peaceful you know not looking for trouble, but you get them all together and you get them all mad about one thing, and yeah, like you said, mob rule takes over. There's, it's a different um, level of thinking that people are are at. They're not, dude. I'll fucking say it because I I say it every time, and then maybe this time I'll phrase it politically incorrect, and maybe it'll resonate with black people. How is fucking up other black people's livelihood and places to live? Furthering the cause. But what I'm saying is it's not something you can apply logic to. Yeah, it's it's very much a emotional response that has no no it has a, neither feet in logic nor reason. And Rich, I'll poke hole in that fucking Boston Tea Party bullshit. You notice they didn't take anything from nineteen sixty seven or sixty eight or sixty nine. Because of what it would it would have been, it would have been black people and white people doing shit together to to enact some social change. They had to go back fucking 300 years ago to prove their point. Get the fuck out of here. Quote you. <laughs> I love when my quotes get thrown back in my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, man, I didn't make the fucking meme. No, but I'm just saying it's, it's that logic. I'm not, you know, it's not against, it's not you personally. It's the no, I know, I know, I know. It's directed at the fucking, the tards that are on the internet. The hashtag fucking, uh, it's, you, I told you last night during Sporgy, man, you could not, I mean, I posted a couple statuses today, but you, you can pay me to scroll down this week. You could, you'd be like, I'll pay you a thousand dollars an hour to sit and read fucking social media all day this week. Fuck no, no, you could not. Cause it's just, I, I can't imagine, you know, and I did have a thought today. What do you think the internet has been spreading more, information or ignorance? Because after this year, eh. Well, in the case of this this Charlotte story, the the man who was shot, police said he had a gun. Other people say that he had a book in his hand. Like, how how does this shit get started? I couldn't tell you whether, I wasn't there. And I don't know where those photos came from that supposedly show a gun on the floor. I don't know if he had a gun or a book, but people want to believe. The police want to believe that he had a gun, and the citizens of the city want to believe that he had a book. And so that's the truth. And well, even, when, was- even when the truth <clears throat> does come out, it's ignored. It's, it's moot, actually. It's not even ignored. It doesn't matter anymore because people the people have already reacted. Facts. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I need your pesky facts fucking up my story. Well, it goes back to what I said a couple episodes ago about we need to start being honest in our conversations with each other. And the truth is, not every police shooting 
of a black man is cold-blooded murder. And no. you have to... An intelligent person would take it on a case-by-case basis. And I go back to the quote that I've, I've dropped at least a dozen times over the years on this podcast. A person may be intelligent, but people are dumb. So you get, as Chris yeah. likes to say, a narrative started. And the people who want to believe the guy was innocent, well, they're just going to look, they're going to cherry pick everything that points to that. And the people right. that want to believe the shooting was justified are going to cherry pick that. And meanwhile, you have people who I would like to think like us sitting in the middle going, can I get some facts here? Right. Well, here's facts that are not being disputed by either side, that he was, he was sitting in a vehicle and for some reason they thought that, you know, he might be a suspect of somebody that committed a crime in the area. It's a, the usual story. But when he was told to put down whatever he had in his hands, put his hands on the dashboard and stay in the car, what the fuck did he do? He took whatever was in his hand and exited the truck. He did exactly the opposite. opposite. He did yeah. the exact fucking opposite of what the goddamn cops told him to do. So how stupid do you have to fucking be? I hate to talk bad about somebody who is, is dead, and apparently, depending on who you believe, did or did not do something wrong. But what the fuck? I mean, you want to stop being shot by cops? The first step is follow fucking instructions. Exactly. exactly. And that's the truth, that if you speak, you're automatically disregarded I'm racist, by a group yeah. of people. Yep, no, you're I, I understand that. I'm racist for saying this guy is a fucking idiot and he got himself shot by the cops because he can't follow instructions. But that's the I, way I see it. Whether he had I a mean, gun or a book. Chris and I had, <clears throat> when we had our little move away from Sporgy for that episode, we talked about, at this point, there was a CNN guy, uh, reporter, who was talking about, as a black man, I had to get the talk from my parents about what, what, to have what what to do and not to do if the police oh, pull yeah. me over. Right. And Chris and I had it. We were like, didn't we both get the same talk? Yeah. Like, why is this is not something that's exclusive to black people or people darker than a ginger with a sunburn? This is all people. If your parents give a fuck about you not getting the shit mm-hmm. beat out of you, arrested or shot, you they see, tell you, or you see from example. Right, you see your dad gets pulled over because he's speeding or something. You see his interaction from with the cop. He doesn't roll down the window. What the fuck do you want? Exactly. And and the same thing I said on that episode. My father gave me the talk, and there's I mean it was the usual, so we don't need to go into it. But he wrapped it all up with this. He said, "Your fight is not with that cop on that on the side of the road right there. Right. Your fight is in the courtroom. Shut your fucking mouth." If you if he if you if you know you fucked up and he caught you dead to rights doing something like fifteen over, shut your fucking mouth, take the ticket, and go plead your case in court. Don't argue with him because you're not going to fucking win. Right. And don't run because you might outrun one cop, but you won't outrun his radio. Right. I don't, it doesn't yeah, even matter exactly. if you you get the cop from Porky's that smashes your tail light out with his nightstick. You're still you're not going to win that one. Just take, exactly. Take it and, and move on and do something about it on the back end because you're not going to solve that situation in that moment. Well, and uh, this is something that once again we're gonna we could we could be I don't want to say we will be we could be painted as racist 
or I could for saying what I'm about to say, but I feel it's kind of true. The lower, usually the lower down the socioeconomic scale you go, mm-hmm. the more important respect becomes. Yes. And respect is more of a visceral, on a visceral level, respect becomes, it's like prison. All you have is your rep and, and, and respect. Yeah. And right. You can't be disrespected. Right. And how we- much of how much of this is brought on by, by the culture of, well, you don't let no one talk to you that way. You don't take shit from nobody. Right. Well, th- you know, it's interesting that you, you, use, you correlate the two because what I, to me, it's like a, we almost need a different word other than respect because respect isn't, to, respect to this generation means everybody needs to respect me all the time no matter what I'm doing, right? Now, in a prison situation, you don't respect somebody because, oh, well, there's the guy I need to look up to and follow. You respect them out of survival, Mm -hmm. right? Out of your own self-interest, you respect the others there because you want to fall in with the right people, have somebody that that has your back. You want to stay the fuck out of danger. You don't want to be ass-raped with a... You know, in the in the uh, uh, shower, you have respect, and the same way that you have, you don't have respect for the the cop. Maybe you have respect for the cops because they do a dangerous job, right? Maybe you have respect for them because that's a job that you wouldn't want to do. And thank goodness they're out there doing it and and actually protecting people. Or maybe you just have respect for them because they have a gun. Either way, the yeah. conversation goes the same way. Yeah, you look. Don't look at them as cop. Look at them as person with gun. There you go. Like, uh, you treat them both the same. Well, it's just it's such a it's a mentality that <clears throat> that I grew up with. Um, we we I can't remember if it was on air when we had Eric on for those few episodes, and he said he worked at a few of the places I'd been in when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He went. It, I can, he can tell you firsthand from the staff point of view. I can tell you from being in there. And so I'm very familiar with that mindset. I have friends who are 40 years old who still have that mindset, who walk around at 40 years old talking about whose ass they can and can't whoop. And they're 40. And when you're totally immersed in that, it doesn't seem weird. It doesn't seem stupid like it is when you're not in it. And when you step outside the bubble and you look at it, you go, you're 40. Who are you walking around <laughs> thinking I'm gonna kick this dude's ass. That would be great. That that would be a great skill in life if that if you had to arm wrestle for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd see a lot more guys skipping leg day. That's for sure. I've been working out all week. I'm gonna get me this job. <laughs> Then you see some like six six Nazi genetic experiment walk in, sit down, and go fuck. I'm just gonna leave. Fuck it, man. <laughs> save some face on this one. That's right. Fucking sloth from the Goonies over here. No, I don't think so. Well, sir, everything looks good on your mortgage application. Now you just have to pin me in under three minutes. <laughs> but I, I get like I said, I understand the mentality because I, I've. At points in my life, I've had that mentality for whatever reason. But I also understand you have to evolve past that mentality or at least identify the situation you're in and act accordingly. Because they're, they're, who knows, you know, I'm 40. 
Uh, Even with all the partying I've done, I might make it to fucking 65, so I might have another 25 years in me. But there you, might be a situation I'm in in the future where I need that skill that i got to pull out my ass that I haven't used in fucking decades. I think those are wise words, Rich, that can be used for just about any situation one might find themselves in life. The ab- to have the ability to identify the room you're in and act accordingly is... Somewhat of a, a rarer skill these days, but that's how people become successful. Exactly, and I don't know. Like the only way, the only thing I could compare it to, because I tend to think in analogies and shit. And the only thing I could compare it to is growing up. My uncle was the the fun uncle. So in other words, I did everything that my parents didn't want to do with him. You know, we told dirty jokes and shit. But when we get around certain members of the family. All that shit stopped, and we knew instinctively not to do it. But yeah. then the minute we'd you know, step outside, it was you know, pussy and dick jokes, and right. we're cracking up over there. And I've seen it with my friends and their families, and granted, it's a, it's a very small sample size of my personal experience, but a lot of the, the, the younger kids, the attitude is you have to cater everything to them. Whereas when we right. were a kid, it was cater everything to the oldest, the grandmother, the grandfather. Keep it yeah. grandma safe. And now it's like you got to cater to the kids. So if the kid wants to scream and throw a temper tantrum, everybody has to acquiesce to what the kid's doing. It's right. like, But I guess we're you, having McDonald's again. Yeah, you can't do that and expect that kid to grow up into an adult who can, re- like, like you just said, who can read a room properly. Right. Rich, I mean, we both work, well... You 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 used to uh, work in the same industry, and you bet when we first started, who was making the fucking decisions? The people with the money, the grown-ups. And there's just been over like the last twenty years, I saw it. You know, when I was still in the service end of things, just this shift where now the kids fucking come in and they dictate what's being bought. Like they're they're ordering around adults, telling them how to spend your money. When we were little, it was shut the fuck up. I make the money. We're getting this. You want to eat today? That's what's going on. Exactly. I can't count how many times I've stood at the counter, and the parent goes, "So what do you want? No, you don't want to. How about the? How about? And I'm like, lady, just fucking order a pizza and. It's what do you want, breadwinner? Yeah, I mean, yes, you don't want to be a dictator to your kids, and you don't want to be. You know, like, this is how it's going to be all the time, but there's a time and place for it. You know, if you open up the refrigerator, we can have chicken or we can have uh, beef tonight. What do you want? I want fish. Well, we don't have fish, and I'm not running to the store, so either you choose one of the two or you don't eat. And if you don't choose quick enough, I'm going to make what the fuck I want. I mean, that's how my, that's how my parents did it. That wasn't, is I mean, well, I guess that's a considered a beauty. I, I guess it was. Well, well, I had a choice of my with my dad. <laughs> my mom was like, "You eat what's in the fucking house, or you just don't eat." Right? I, but, is one question: What's for dinner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I the only even, thing I didn't have, I didn't even think that there was anywhere else to go from there. Like, I asked what's for dinner, and I got my answer. It's my response is either going to be yes or oh fuck. Yeah. yeah, there there was no choice. It was here's what's being made tonight. Yeah. You know, now I will. I will give it up to moms. You know, she took notes. <laughs> you know, if, I, if if something did not leave my plate, it wasn't made again. But it right. wasn't like there, there was no dictating of the menu. It was this is what I bought. Here's what I'm making tonight. You know, well, 
it wasn't what do you want for dinner? It's like, this is what I'm making. If you're interested in eating, show up around six. <laughs> like, <you know>? uh-huh. <laughs> and I know that we, 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 on a long enough timeline talking about a, a subject, it seems like we go back to the younger generation. But really, yeah. that's where all this shit is starting from because they grow up to be asshole adults. If you have an asshole kid, he's going to be an asshole adult. Yes, because millennials have now busted 30. It's insane. Like, it's it's funny. Like, I'll go in and I'll do my audits, and these people will get less than a perfect score, and holy fuck, they're, like, personally offended. It's like, I know your balls have been rubbed for 30 years, and you've been told you're special, but, you know, sometimes you don't get 100% on a test. Life is not pass or fail. You know, it's not check plus and check minus once you get into the real world. Right. How, how about a, a, an intelligent person would look at, at a, a report that was less than what they thought it would be and, and look at it as, oh, here's a clear map for what I need to do to improve and get that 100% next time. So I tell them, look, it's, look at it as a checklist, not yeah. a list of your faults. Right. Look at it as a checklist. and well, They can't you know, see past I mean, the judgment. It's, it's the judgment that you are judging them and telling them that they're not as good as they thought that they were. Well, you're probably yeah. the first person to tell them that. That's one of the first fucking things you learn once you get out on your own. To be quite quite honestly, being a part of Gen X, you know, we had a little bit of that ball rubbing going on. And that's one of the first, (laughs) quite honestly, personally, that's one of the first life lessons I learned on my own. Like, oh, shit, I'm not as cool as mom and dad have been telling me for the last fucking 18 years. If If you take anything away from this podcast, two things, know the room you're in and how to judge it. And you're not that important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Society, they never give this graduation speech. All you are to society is what it can get out of you. They didn't make that speech. (laughs) Very fucking true. And when I was younger, I I tried to buck that as much as I could. I tried to argue with it. And the older I got, the more I saw that, and I was like, shit. It's just, fuck it. it's, It's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, that's how come... I've, I've said for years, ideals are for the very young and the very wealthy, people who can live in a bubble. Because once you get into the real world and you have to start making choices that don't fall underneath a very simplistic right or wrong, and you start, you start fucking wallowing in the gray area, mm-hmm. you, sometimes you know, your, moral, your moral compass might point true north, but you might have to you know, go northeast right, or yeah. northwest a few times. You might have to go around to get to north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all three uh, oh, may, former musicians. Maybe I don't can't speak for the rest of you, uh, but that's, you know you realize at some point, hey, uh, integrity and ideals. Uh, this sounds bad, but I mean it's the truth. Integrity and ideals ain't uh, paying DTE every month. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't keeping you living indoors and eating three squares a day. No. At some point, <laughs> at some point, it's uh, right. It? There are the, my- the the rare instances where those do cross over. But you might as well be playing the lottery. Uh, I'll quote Pops. When I was like 14, I swear this has stuck with me like my whole life. Life is a shit sandwich. The more bread you want, the more shit you got to (laughs) eat. I love it. I love it. I'm going to use that one. That's a great note to wrap it up on, I think. All I know is that these debates are 
And, oh, God. I can't even imagine the clown show it's going to be. Please I really can't. Please call her a cunt. Please call her a cunt <laughs> on that, national TV. That's like, <laughs> that's like tomorrow or some shit, isn't it? It's Monday. Mon- yeah, we'll, we'll get to go over this next week. So tune in next week to hear us uh, talk about what the fuck was going on in the debates. Can I, well, can, well, I t- can, can I tap out now and say I just want to watch Monday Night Football instead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to. No, nobody actually has to watch the debates. Uh, yeah, can I get the Cliff Nose version of you'll that? Get all, yeah, you can get all the... You can get the abridged version afterwards. It's yeah, I got I got the AP News app on my phone. I'll yeah. be good. I don't have to watch that shit in real time. It's like baseball. You just get the numbers afterwards, right? You don't actually watch <laughs> it happen. Nobody does that. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right, <kinda> true. <laughs> All right, so are we are we wrapping it up here? Yeah, my my, uh, my laptop battery's at seven percent. All right, perfect timing. All right, well, yeah, at Unregimented Pod on the Twitter. Uh, Unregimented, we're on Facebook. Uh, I think we're on Instagram still. Um, but, yeah, everyone who's listened, I mean, it's it's been quite a compliment that the feed stayed so active while we were off. So, right on, everybody. Thanks for listening. Pass it on, rate on iTunes, leave a comment, all that happy horse shit. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you all next right, time. later, guys. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net